0: Hey guys, on today's podcast, another glimpse into 4Ds that I did in Los Angeles as we start doing these uh, off-sites and strategy sessions in different offices. Uh, really got deep on a lot of uh, interesting insights and had a bunch of moments that Caleb and I kind of looked at each other and said, ooh, we need to clip that. That's some good stuff. Uh, and so here's the full session. hope you enjoy.
1: I'm in an industry of people who basically got into the industry so that they could fuck off and do whatever they wanted and I'm coming in running actual businesses and everyone's employees instead of fake independent contractors and um, my customer service standards are really high. So with the three studios, I can't be everywhere all at once. That's right. And it's really easy for me to get the wind taken out of my sails.
0: When when, when, When one of the locations isn't delivering on your standard?
1: It's the individual people themselves. So I'm right. like crazy about this. I'm super, super driven. I know everybody can be amazing and successful, and they just want to pay their bills.
0: So I'm dealing with your 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 employees. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things. This is really funny because this is probably the first thing I ever started really talking to my dad about as a kid, as somebody who had like. Gifted wisdom as, like you know like I, you know like it, what keeps me super like mellow is like my thought process and like the things that I do well are gifted DNA and circumstances, so I never get high on my own supply Cause like it's just so weird that this was probably the first thing I started talking to my dad about when I was fifteen years old. I look at my dad one time when we were driving, and I said, Dad, if they were you, they wouldn 't work for you. This is something we Talk about 28 years later my dad brings up that statement cause he's like you were a kid. Like your ideology for what everybody should be doing is the quickest way for you to struggle. There's a very big dip, like, like I have enormous you know energy on like impacting people in a good way whether it's directly attributed to the people that work with me or the masses, whether that's through heart or hustle or whatever it may be, But, but you have to become deeply aware that there's only so many things you can handle. The other thing that it really leads to is it leads into you trying to control something you can't, mm-hmm. which then takes up this compounds and like yeah, takes it's over. 10 years. It's 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 a losing proposition. First of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad in it. There's a lot of ego and a lot of your own shit that you need to like really understand that truth. Like, it's the same bad that I have. I create entitlement because I try to take on too much on myself. You know, and so like there's, you gotta be careful with this one. Here's what I would say. Your job as somebody that sits at the top of something is to put players in the best position to succeed. Once you've done that, you've gotta allow them to do their thing. You're a capitalist trying to deploy almost socialist, communist ideology. You can't control everything. Like, there's nothing wrong with paying your, what, what, what's wrong with paying your bills?
1: They're capable of so much more.
0: Says who? You don't know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. I know, I know Caleb solidly, I know Nick solidly. Like, You don't know. Your fucking, your fucking spouse and parents don't know you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's get to like real talk. There's not a single person on earth that actually knows you. Every single person has certain little subtle things that they still have not articulated to the world, to not one person. It's an, you're being ideological to, to scratch your own itch. You have to understand that. I think a, a bigger thing is, where are you going with that, right? I think if you're going into a place of like, they could be so much more and we can win together, which would make sense to me, right? You, let me help you be a better employee, you'll do better, we'll do better, right? Mm-hmm. You're better off firing
1: them. I knew you were gonna say that. I hate <laughs> firing
0: people. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but my, me hating firing people creates, what I do with it is I create entitlement and protect people at my cost, which makes them think they're better than they are. You're, you're not firing people is you're imposing an ideology on them. You're making it about, you could be so much, you're putting it on them instead of yourself. You don't wanna fire them because they're not capable of over delivering or delivering on the standard of what you need for your business. Mm -hmm. And so the way you're deploying that resentment is deploying them to feel bad that they're not achieving their capability, predicated on something that you need them to do in the context of your four walls.
1: So I just need to get the right people in there.
0: I'm at my best when I fire fast when I know it's wrong. Yeah. And I do that rarely, because I don't like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I've gotten better at it.
3: <laughs>
0: but you shouldn't create, you know, you know, you're putting, you know, resentment comes out in very different ways. When I'm resenting something, I'm razzing people. Like I'll make jokes. That's my way of getting it out. Um, You're not doing any favors looking somebody dead in the eye and say you could be so much more. It's doing nobody a favor. You're not, it's not doing you a favor, it's not doing them a favor. What you need to be thinking about is, first and foremost, the number one thing you need to be thinking about is the three managers or the one regional manager, the people that are actually responsible in the trenches, that's who needs to be a, a hundred. You fix that, you fix everything. Don't focus on the sink, focus on the well. Everything I'm worried about in the 1,000 employees here is predicated in my 11 direct reports that run those departments. Okay. Got it? It's
1: on the managers. The managers. Right. If the
0: three managers are perfect, then you'll be set. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, that's how it works. That's how businesses work. You've only got two variables in your, that you're talking about. This is why it's easy for me to understand. I know they're not right. And then underneath that, the employees you have, either they're underperforming because the manager blows and you know it, or they've just been around for a while and you have actual human emotion to them. And those are both valid. But the quickest thing that will make you so much happier is to make sure the three managers are phenomenal. You have three, I would assume, per location?
1: They basically deal with all the happy stuff and if anything goes wrong, I'm the one that has to come in to deal with that.
0: You've created that just mm-hmm. like I created here. Yeah. You need to uncreate that. And what is fine at a smaller business level, and it's why it worked for me at Wine Library, is when it's smaller, there's a level of fine, but if you have ambition and for it to grow, you need to, you know, you need to get the value out of the way you're compensating. You're, you're better off compensating more and letting people do the defense and the shit as well. Okay. Got it? Got it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have two questions. Um, the first one with combat being combat debt being kind of my main main business yes about 45 percent of my business um but i was not in the military i was not in law enforcement so it's a, a target market that i appreciate very much but i'm not really a part of
0: I, I think that as long as you're authentic you know there is a small subset and any subculture there's always a part of that group that will always be like, well, you're not one of us, so you have no permission here. But if you speak to admiring something, um, as long as you're clear cut about that and not hiding and trying to avoid, I think, um, I think you'd be surprised on how much of a non-issue that is for the 89%. Okay,
4: because I'm one of my...
0: Because the 11%, yeah.
4: Was a military, you know, retired yeah. military, and they have their stuff made in China but they don't tell anybody that. They're like, oh, we're military owned and operated and so they get a lot of business. I feel like they get a lot of business because of that. that
0: and and, that's, and the consumer's always right. Like you can't focus on that. You have two moves. You're more than welcome to make a video and be like, look, I have deep admiration for our law enforcement and our military and here's why. And I'm extremely proud that we make our product in America and we have competitors in the marketplace who've been in this space but they make their product in China and you the customer should decide.
4: Would you say that even though they they claim claim to make it?
0: (laughs) I would, because that's how I roll. You don't need to, but I'm not a big fan of dwelling without action. Either you never dwell about it again, Mm -hmm. or you mention it, but the middle blows. That's what you're doing. Like, like that's the game. That, the reason I don't complain, like, like, like the reason I genuinely don't is I've got a very basic thesis. Either I do something about it, or if I've decided I don't wanna do something about it, which is many things. I don't do So th- there's certain things that cross places where I'm not comfortable. I might keep my mouth shut. Cause there's too much energy wasted in dwelling. Your competitor has you on defense. I spend, I know nothing about my competitors.
4: Not really relevant.
0: The consumer is the only thing that matters. That's right. I just don't care. The whole like you you can learn from them. Like I'll learn it anyway. Plus I'm not worried about the past. This is what's great about being in the trenches, right? Having a rest like gr- I have come to learn that growing up in a liquor store and a baseball card table, my whole life was I'm behind something, somebody's coming, I watch what they do, something happens. Consumer, the end. So yes, I would, because I would like to create the conversation of that, because I think it's a competitive advantage, especially if they're not authentic about it, because then you can get, you know, people are very (laughs) curious. You put it out there, people start digging, they find, right? In a podcast the other day, I mentioned that I was in a WrestleMania. I showed up in this WrestleMania, and I said, I was once in another WrestleMania, I got the clip now, somebody found it. People dig, people dig. You set it up, let somebody else make the expose if you don't want to go all the way there. Innuendoing is fun.
4: And when I can keep putting clips of us manufacturing the chips and nobody else can.
0: That's what I would do, I'd put out the clip and be like, here we are in Iowa making the chips. I don't know, where do you make the chips?
4: Bay Area. Great,
0: here we are in Bay Area making the chips. Be fun to see our competitors show where they make the chips. Everybody knows what you're saying. Right,
4: okay. Uh, My other question is, um, my story's similar to yours. My first business card was when I was 12. Love it. And my sister and I sold baseball cards and photo buttons.
0: Do you know my whole, do you know what's happening with these sports cards? Dude. (laughs) (laughs) On a very serious, I cannot believe what's happening. I'm like freaking out. It's coming back. It's about to happen. Anyway, nonetheless.
4: So, um, my parents had a trophy business. They still do, 40 years. So cool. Um, that's what I grew up in. So cool. Um, and so when I decided to go off on my own, the business I started was called ABC Gifts and Awards. So why, I- you wanted
0: to be the first in the Yellow Pages? Yes. <laughs> you know that, by the way, do you guys know that that's why so many companies are named yep. ABC? The Yellow Pages was Triple so, A, the Yellow Pages were so important, the Google of their day, you wanted to be first, and the way you hacked it was by being AAA. A.
4: Yep. My parents were A and B creative trophies because there was American trophies in the same town. So that was, got ahead of them. Isn't that funny?
0: Um,
4: cool, so right? That's, so that's what I started with. Ah, li- <laughs> liquors.
0: <laughs> that, I used to think that. I was like, maybe we should rebrand to ah, liquors. <laughs> like when I was a kid, because I realized hacks like, mm-hmm. came natural to me, nonetheless.
4: So that's where I started off, but very quickly got to the poker chips. So the business name didn't have anything to do with poker and I never changed it but over the years I've acquired many of my competitors. So now I'm Nevada Jacks Poker Supply, I'm VR Pro Poker, I'm Palm Gaming, but they're still all separate. Okay. So I don't know if I should, being that it's still 55% of the business is poker, would you say I should combine all and start maybe ABC Poker or something?
0: Why? That's the most important. Because it's
4: so fragmented.
0: For who? For you on the back end, for the consumer?
4: I think for the consumers. For us, it's not a problem. Even... So
0: for the consumers, what do you think happens?
4: Um, they get confused, I believe. Why? Because we've got different products on different sites. So we don't have all the same. Do
0: they know that they're even associated?
4: Some people do, some people don't.
0: The question is, doesn't matter? Does matter. And then what are you trying to accomplish? You know, like, you know, to me the reason to consolidate is you've got a big commitment to building a brand and that when you flip it, there's gonna be a delta on the brand value, right? So when you sell a business or when you value a business, there's the EBITDA of like, here's the profit. And then there's a thing above it, which is what's the brand worth, right? The reason to consolidate is to build a brand. I would not call it ABC. I would create a brand, right? That would be the biggest reason to consolidate, in my opinion, based on what you're saying.
4: I don't have any intention of selling.
0: Then, then there's no crazy reason other than maybe you just wanna manage one site, maybe you're curious on what it's gonna mean. Maybe there are some curiosities of like, but like, you know, if you think about it, I assume these are web-based driven businesses, right? Yes, you're gonna give up.
4: Right, that's why I've no done that because. And well,
0: you're not giving me a compelling reason to. If you're gonna give up all that SEO juice, all that brand equity, all the people that, and I'm gonna guess 80% don't give a fuck or know that you have seven other sites, and now you're gonna consolidate them all, and they're gonna, you know, like type in what, you know, palm, whatever, and it redirects yeah, to yeah, this. I know what, but then it's like, ah, that's not my. St-. Dude, let me tell you a great story about Wine Library. We built a new store on the same fucking plot of land, and everybody decided it was a different store and that we were more expensive, and we dropped prices. People don't like change. The second you redirect, they're gonna be like, this is th- somebody bigger bought my people mm-hmm. and now it's more expensive. Or not as good, you know? Right. I just don't see the value unless you've got a strategy for it, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. Thank
0: you. You're welcome.
1: Uh, so I've really debated asking a question about our company as a whole or versus like my role. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really,
0: yeah, this is like, listen, we're here, right? Yeah. Like, let's so let's do it.
1: One of the things I mentioned is we're trying to change from the traditional advertising strategy to a new way of doing business. All the way you're trying now. to change
0: other people's opinions of it.
1: Thank you, yes. This is a
0: very important starting point.
1: Absolutely, and you're absolutely right. Um, change their opinions about it. It's not an easy thing to do, especially in a small market like Alaska. Um, and it's
0: not easy anywhere. Just, you know, like, let's, you, good news, it's not an Alaska thing. It's a human thing. Humans are really good at putting the past on a pedestal and demonizing the current. Very good at it. Yeah, we see it. (laughs) One of the the
1: title that I would have at a traditional agency uh, at my current role would probably be like client relations and we reworded that same kind of position but it's the director of client experience. Fine. One thing that I'm finding myself challenged with is walking that line between giving too much. Of course, because I care so much about my connections, especially in Alaska. It's a small market. Yeah, um, reputation, small yeah, town. Yeah, so I find yep. myself giving some clients, which are those smallest clients, the most attention. I have no idea how to cut that. Like where where I can identify it when it's happening. It's I can very. See it's. It. I, can feel it. I
0: love it. It's very easy. I'm going to give you really good advice. Sweet. <sighs> Disproportionate honey on top of vinegar. So we've decided that Sally's hair saline has gotta go. She's grandfathered in at a rate that we no longer can deal with. She's disproportionately time consuming in return for the ROI, but she's massively lovely. It's no different than firing somebody. You know what my advice to people who struggle with firing? Give huge severance. It works, let me play it out for you. We're all playing the same game, ready? You don't like firing somebody? give them four months severance where most people just fire them and they have to go on the street. I promise you, you're gonna sit on firing them for more than four months. Now you're Mother Teresa and you've solved your problem. you pay them away. 100%, you're not valuing, the money isn't as valuable as the, you being on defense is so expensive. You telling somebody, look, we're going in a little bit of a different direction, I'm giving you a six month head start I will help you hire a different agency or hire somebody. I'll interview them. It amortizes out. You feel great about you and you solve the problem in a way that's disproportionate honey on top of vinegar. It is good. <laughs> it is good. It is good. It's good. It's good because I'll tell you why it's good because I'm a successful businessman who does that. I understand it. I don't give it. What's so fun for me about giving advice is I only give advice I know. And like, I know this move works for a certain type of individual. For my dad, it's the stupidest thing he's ever heard. Just walks in and goes, you're fired. We're done with you, Sally. That's how he rolls. He's cool like that. And that's amazing. That's a strength that I don't have. I have my disproportionate honey with vinegar. Nobody gives fucking two months severance in the tattoo parlor business. So even if they, and by the way, sometimes I've given disproportionate honey with vinegar and they're like, you're a fucking asshole. Even when I've done things that make no sense, but not three years later, they come back and they're like, actually, in hindsight, now that I've lived on the other, grass is greener, you're actually extremely nice, thank you for that. <laughs> that's what you need to do with clients. You need to fire them. Okay. In a way that's amazing for them. Okay. Once you recognize it, you go into how do I solve this issue?
1: So do you give them a, a time period where yep. you're like, hey, we're gonna work the, on this because it's a challenge on my end and my end.
0: Yeah, you, you make them part of the process. Okay. You walk in and say, this is not working for our business anymore. You tell them the truth. Like we're evolving and it's, we, we you know, the time allocate, we only, you know, I can only, I only have so many hours in the day mm-hmm. and the business requires this and so but I don't want you to have collateral damage from this decision in the short term, so let's put together a six month strategy. We can, we're can. we happy to stay on. I will try just as hard, if not harder. I tell people what I'm doing. Like I tell them, I tell people what I'm doing sometimes. Please, and just please, to on please.
5: You said something uh, when you said that it's just not like we can't afford it anymore because we scaled a lot faster than we thought in one year. So yes. what we we're, were offering a year ago yeah. is like totally our, bu- our Our business normal. has changed. Yeah, so our business
0: has changed. That's not your fault. We're so grateful that you signed up with us a year ago. Let me help make the next six months transition awesome including helping you hire the replacement or helping you hire somebody internal to do, sorry, no, you're good. Uh, doing what we do. Okay. It's honest.
6: It's honest. Done to me before, just to it out there, and I've ended up in such a better spot. Really? So, on the receiving side of that offer, it's worked out great. I'm super really? grateful. Okay. Yeah, because, because anybody,
0: Sorry. once you're half pregnant, the great, back to giving the advice that I gave you, like my ego of, I can't fire this kid. He doesn't have a college degree. This is now wine library talk. I do it here where kids can get jobs, we have a great job market right now, they worked at Vayner, even now, they have Vayners fucking in their LinkedIn, they, they're more than capable, and I'm still like uh, but there it was, like they, here it's easy, there it was impossible. I was building up kids who like had no other leverage in life besides the fact that they'd been with me for two years and it wasn't so easy to replicate because Wine Library was at the top of a small thing. So it wasn't they gonna go to another liquor store and get that much. Uh, But that was my ego talking. Every kid that I thought could not survive in the world Mm -hmm. without me, went on and got another job and survived plenty and some did better. Yeah, so I think that's what you gotta do.
5: Thank you. It will work. Yeah, so so my question is kinda like before that happens, before we get the client, so we, like you said, it happens everywhere, right? When we're talking to people and we can show them case studies or we can show them whatever, maybe we have Four meetings with these people, potential client or a lead, and we're showing them all these things. Is there anything other than case studies or showing them actual work that you did? To to shift that thought? No. And where do you draw that line of like trying to- Earlier than you have been. Yeah.
0: The the thing I'm best at is bailing quick. I don't try to sell unsellable people.
5: So let me ask, to that topic, look, Please. you sell them, you, you get them on, now they're on with you, you've, you've had the whole thing and it yep. went great, we have a client like this and mm-hmm. they're one of our large yep. go ahead. Everything we're in, the, now we're in the dirt. And yep. we're like, okay, here's the game plan, here's how yep. we move. And now they're totally pulling back and not allowing us to. Yep. Happens all the time to us too. Yeah, to manage that. Like Now it's like all on what they want. They're I,
0: I them. call them as the CEO sometimes and say, look, you hired VaynerMedia and now you're trying to make us act like Ogilvy. I go, you should just hire Ogilvy and then they have to make a decision. You have to be willing to walk, or do what they say.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It's something we struggle with all the time. All the time. And by the way,
0: we're happy, Like I can't get to everybody in this company of the size that we're in. We're doing what they say in place, plenty of places. There's not a single client at VaynerMedia that does exactly what I want them to do. Right. Not one, not one. Balance. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not ideological. I have points of view. I'm very comfortable articulating them, but I don't have full say. They're paying me. Right. I'm in the client service business.
1: So we just have to figure out where. Our, where, the line where the line is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's right. I think you're. I think the one thing that will make a lot of sense to you. I'm very comfortable doing what a client's forcing me to do since they're. My dad. I'm bringing up my dad a lot, which is fun. My dad has a had a like a great like there's this great great Russian saying that he would always like bring up because it was his leverage. But like I heard my uncle say it, and but like it's a classic Russian saying. You know like whatever American sayings we have, it's uh whoever pays for the music gets to pick the song. And I fucking love it. Like we don't have a like I don't know the American like there's you know how that's what's great about knowing other languages. There's some great like I love clearly I love analogies and sayings. I love that one. That's how I think about VaynerMedia. They're paying. Here's the one thing that you should do though. You should die on your own sword. Meaning, no problem big client, we're happy to do it. I just wanna remind you that it is our strategy to do this. I do that a lot.
5: That's good to hear too, because we've kind of started doing that. In the beginning, we didn't have an option. At the yeah, that's point. right. You're like, yeah. like, You're like yes, plan. thank you. Yeah, we like, yeah. I mean, what, what beggars can't do? be
0: choosers. There's a good American one. Yeah. <laughs> we've
5: been talking about that so much. Like, we've been talking about that so much in the beginning, we, I felt like we had to, we come with a proposal, here's the cost. They come back and say, absolutely not. We're gonna pay this much, and we would just do what the cost us for that amount. And I think we had a major win recently. We, we decided we gave a cost to a client, and they said we can't afford that. And, and you're like, they knocked see ya. Down, but we also knocked down. Yeah. The amount of work and it and it and it went smoothly. Yeah. It was a huge win for us. Like, to where we're not doing that amount of work for a smaller amount. Yeah. Of so we're starting to get there, but it's just it's a process. Yeah.
0: Let them know where your where your strategy sat. That's important. It's important. Cool. Cool.
2: Thank you. you. Got it. So I initially didn't have any questions until I was here. Good. <laughs> I, I mean, generally, mindset, like everything else, like I said, I've been listening for seven years, and so you penetrated me very, very, very much. Good. And, uh, for that, thank you for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's a great time and opportunity to say that. But there's a few things that I was curious about. Like, I have Permafrost Distributors, and like on all the social platforms, I'm Permafrost Distributor, AK <coughs> Permafrost, Permafrost but, but I treat it more like a personal brand than anything, so I'm just documenting my own day, but it's still under the business thank you. name. Like I personal brand, business brand, blend of the two, like, I see you it so so seamlessly, like, yeah. it's hard to tell the difference. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do as
0: well. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think the reason that works for me and I think it's something that I recommend is I just don't think about it. Yep. I think people think there's, try to overthink it. You know, like live your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, it's, it's uh, similar to the advice I gave you. There's a lot of people that wouldn't have given the advice that I just gave you the business book ideology is consolidated. There's a lot of people that are giving you advice about your personal brand and your businesses that went to business school and are executives in companies and they give advice. The reason I love this session, this part, is I get to give you contextual advice after you've been watching higher level theoretical advice for a while. I listen, right, and then I answer. So like, you know, people are like, Gary, This is the favorite of every smart person I know. Gary, what happens to Vayner if you get hit by a bus? And I go, it goes out of business. And they're flabbergasted. They're like, what's your contingency plan? I'm like, life insurance. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, when I die, if I died by a car accident right now, it's really awesome that I bought so much life insurance based on my potential earnings, that my family will at least achieve some percentage of that ROI, which I'm not even that pumped about because I'm on the new kick of not giving my kids anything, let alone, (laughs) like, I'm on a whole different, I used to make fun of Warren Buffett and Bill Gates for giving away, like, because I come from immigrant, it's like, you give your family, like, right? I was like, fuck those motherfuckers. Now I'm like, they're brilliant. Your kids are losers. Like, on day one, if you give them too much. Anyway, nonetheless, I say to them, it goes out of business, and they're flabbergasted. I'm like, bro, let me, and then I go into like, and usually these are, non-entrepreneurs giving advice. I go, let me tell you something about Nike and Amazon and Puma and Chase Bank, it is far more likely that the CEO of Coca-Cola turns every six, seven years than me getting hit by a bus. And the second it does, that company changes forever. Like, I don't care what happens to VaynerMedia when I'm dead, I'm pissed that i am died. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like people are so confused. So anyway, back to this answer. Mm-hmm. Blend them. Yep. Play. Beautiful. What? Mm-hmm. When a company comes to try to buy it, they're gonna want you there for three years anyway, and lock you in to be the executive that hands it off anyway. And so whatever personal brand equity you have, you're gonna be able to trade on at best. Guess what? When you leave after three years, you'll still have your personal brand and start your next shit. I moved very seamlessly from wine to marketing and. I'll move very seamlessly from marketing to sports car dealer. You know? <laughs> That's
2: crazy. Um, well, there's one other weakness that I'm really, really hard on is just picking up the phone and saying, Buy my weed. Like, I like, have a hard time being super safe. Hire somebody. Okay.
3: Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: that is the fundamental answer to everything you're not good at. Hire somebody that is good at it, know it well enough to know if they're doing it well. Thank Got it?
7: Know it well enough to know that they're doing it well.
0: Correct, just enough. Sales is easy. I've hired you. I have a set expectation of what I pay you and what I kind of have a feel for my business. That's easy. Somebody to do your social media marketing when you have no idea about social media is hard. You don't even know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Got it? Know it well and I'm, what makes me super interesting, I think, is I'm dangerous enough in everything that my company does Uh, but I don't need to be the best at it, I'm just the best at the holistic version of it. I don't think anybody in my company can beat me one-on-one, but a lot of people can have better skills within the subcultures of the craft. That whole like, what's that brother? I
2: brought a couple items later on. Thank you, happy to do
0: it. Happy to do it brother. That whole like, I don't even really know what a renaissance man is, but I think when people throw it at me on social, they talk about like, you do a lot of things and I'm like, seems, seems practical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like seems practical when you own a business for you to be dangerous enough to know everything so that you don't become vulnerable. People sometimes say to me, I don't deal with my finances. I'm like, you're in trouble. Yeah. You have a business. I don't like finances at all. I fucking, the, this is literally, I just sign every, everything my lawyers and my team puts up, I don't have, but like, you have to know it enough. You have to at least understand basic like, do I make more money than I lose? Every time like, I have a great CFO, Alan, and he loves, like I'm so offense, he's like so much more disciplined, he razzes, and sometimes he likes to allude to like, he's the grown up, and I laugh, and I'm like, bro, I've been in business for 20 years of my life, I've made every payroll in my life. It's street shit, family business. I may not like, I do not know the tax law the way you do that can maximize some of our opportunities, and I'm pumped, and that's why I pay you a fuckload of money, Um, but I make my payroll. You know, you just gotta be basic. Shit's basic. Business is basic. The reason I'm so cynical to the current state of entrepreneurship is we have students in business now. Business is basic.
6: Uh, We're we're having a great year. It's going really well. Good. We're about to be growing, doubling in size, which is going from two restaurants to four, so we're super excited.
0: And do your partners have ambitions for it to be a national product?
6: So we have uh, successfully failed uh, over the years we grew to five locations out of state we had three in kansas city and two in cincinnati
0: franchise model or you own? owned no we owned and operated keep going
6: me and my kind of culinary partner Jordan. just two of us love it um so we were out there a lot going back and forth anyways couldn't get it off the ground shut them down focused on denver since then denver just been like awesome mm-hmm. so super stoked
0: cliche you were stretched too thin when you focused it worked 100 yeah
6: when grew and we shouldn't have then stretched too thin reshuffled and now it's actually clicking and Yeah, when things
0: fail, it's very obvious to look backwards and be like, yeah. right.
6: <laughs> um, one of my tactics with kind of that retrench is really to kind of pull things in, or like I'm even designing our website now, I'm managing our MailChimp myself and really kind of bringing all this in. I'm a
0: big fan of pulling in and pulling back out.
6: And that was gonna be my question, is that like, people say like, well, that's not sustainable, that's not sustainable, I'm like, yeah, I know. In theory. In the next three five years who, maybe. Yeah, right, in, in theory. How do you choose what to give up? Like when do you start thinking about the del-
0: The delta between the things I like the most. Okay,
6: for yeah. Because like I want to hold it all for as long as possible, right?
0: Uh-huh. The, things, the, I, the things I like the most and the things I'm best at I keep
2: yeah.
0: and the things I don't like and the things I'm not best at I try to systematically give away over
6: time. Okay. Cool, just look at what you're best
0: Self-awareness at. and happiness okay. is the answer to your question. Okay. okay. There's just certain, like, what are we doing here? Like you have a business like to do what you like, like fuck it, if you can't, like you know how many people build a business that then the business eats them and it becomes a job? And like the thing you like didn't want to do like everybody else or the thing you ran away from becomes the thing with the added pressure and loneliness of entrepreneurship? So, the things I like and the things I'm best at, you know? But there is, I love, treading everything back in. like yeah, it's exciting. Fun, fun. I love You it. also hone your skills and then you get better at judging the people you bring in the next time. All of a sudden, your email marketing head is not gonna be able to trick you that they suck because you know Mailchimp. I love that feeling. I love it. You know?
6: Follow up question. What's the most effective way you've found to teach culture? I find it so weird. Firing. Firing? <laughs> firing, firing,
0: okay. money where your mouth is. Culture's easy if you're willing to fire people that produce money that are assholes. Yeah.
6: Firing, I'm good. I actually don't mind firing. I think it's really rare people firing. I don't mind firing. It's so, as so,
0: so to me, what's that?
6: It's just as important as hiring. Hiring, firing. Firing's like,
0: way more important. Okay. Way more because hiring is guessing. Firing is knowing. Caleb, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That funny. That
3: funny.
0: I used, to, the way I hire like when I'm like left to my vices is like cool, yeah, interested, come on. Mm-hmm. So you're
6: saying you're firing sets the tone
0: of the culture. I you do believe that, that yes. Well, cool, we're not doing that. There's nothing better yeah. than firing somebody who's cancerous mm-hmm. in culture. Mm-hmm. It sets the tone, it builds confidence. I'm very big on that, and then just articulating it. I mean, every day people come in here, like into my office, like, Gary, like, you know, people love fucking theoretics. Gary, what are we doing here? I'm like, I put out content every, I mean, every day I've articulated that we're building a machine that sells shit, so I can buy a brand, (laughs) Like, like it's like, like, like it's the most, like it's crazy, people have been here for six years, they'll walk in sometimes, they're like, Gary, you know, like we've lost our way here at Vayner. Like, what are we doing here? I'm like, and I literally go into like Gary Vee mode, not Gary Vaynerchuk, the exact. I'm like, all right, well, we're building a marketing machine to, to hone my skills and meet people and train you guys up, and then the economy's gonna collapse, and I'm gonna buy Puma or K-Swiss or Hershey's. We're gonna run it through. I'm like, and they're like, like, it's like, I've been very consistent here. That's what we're doing here. I've been, right, Jesse? Like, it's been super consistent, but like, but like people, people love to like, people love to like, pontificate and theorize. It's why I hate the advice that you guys get from not. I'm gonna say something that I genuinely believe. Anytime a an non-actual operating entrepreneur friend of yours gives you advice, you should look him dead in the face and go, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's why I like have gotten really quiet, you know, one of the things I'm most proud of is I talk about the same shit in my content because I'm not willing to go to places where I'm not willing to go anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like in those other places. Like I have theories, I have hypothesis, but until you walk in a man's shoes, you just don't know, right? So, and especially entrepreneurship. It just, you know, it's all people are talking theory. It's what, it's what gets people that are too socially liberal in trouble, and I'm socially liberal as fuck, but like everything's great in theory, now go execute it. Go read communism, it's amazing. No really, go read Marxism, like it's super, like I want it. Just doesn't, it's not how humans work, and that's how I think about business. Cool, yeah, you shouldn't micromanage, that's nice. You're going to a job tomorrow that's gonna pay you. <laughs> I have to go in here and be like the last line of defense of my business and right now, nobody's doing email marketing and I haven't hired anybody to do it so I'm gonna do it. Like, you know what I mean? We're in limbo at a chief strategy, our chief strategy officer left like last week on family reasons so we're interviewing so she's not here. I when we did Sasha, assume the COO roles from James Horse. So I'm the CEO, COO, CSO, I guess for all intensive purposes. though I'm not. You know, like, ebbs and flows. I'm gonna hire somebody and I'm not gonna, like, you know, like, ebbs and flows. By the way, there's another one. Talk to people. Once you have a feel of what every person wants and once you create a place that's safe for them to tell you the truth, you got a prayer and take it from somebody who's really trying, it's super hard. They'll tell you. I send out fucking emails like once every three months with a video of me like come to, literally the video I did last Friday, right, was it? I was like, if you think that if you came and told me your boss is a dick face, that I would fire you or you're in trouble, you don't know where you work. Mm -hmm. Yet that's the biggest fear of every person that works here. Mm -hmm. Humans. But the one thing I can control is what I do. So even though I know that 80% won't act, it doesn't stop me from putting out the content in company-wide emails once every couple of months whenever I feel inspired, right? I keep pounding it. And then people that are here for five and a half years will go through something and then I'll get on the phone with them and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, why didn't you come and talk to me? And they're like, yeah. Well, did you know. Okay, so, so the um, local thing, I got it.
8: Yeah, um, well, one of my biggest issues is marketing. So okay. um, it's just not consistent. We outsource to, a, to another company and they, it just seems like they're always kind of, uh, like I'm always in the dark with it. They're not very transparent.
0: Well, you, you need to change that vendor.
8: Right. And like Anybody you're
0: paying that isn't willing to give you clean information is a
8: problem. Okay.
0: Period, always.
8: And I've changed them multiple times. Yep. Um, what
0: about taking it internal?
8: That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that's smart of me to? You should taste like that it.
0: You taste should try it. Okay. It. It's yes, it's smart of you. And I don't. You notice how like I don't like to do absolute answers, but based on multiple times, just learning what it looks like, what right. it feels like, is a good context point. Because when that doesn't work, then you can step back and be like, okay, this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Like, or when it works, you're like, fuck, I should have done this all along.
2: Right.
0: You just need a context point. There's so many things I do that I actually don't think are gonna work, but I do them because I need the reference point. That's actually how I built all of VaynerMedia. Most of what I did at VaynerMedia, 2019, 18, most of what I did in VaynerMedia from 2015, 16, and 17, I didn't even believe in fully. But I needed the context point of what big agencies look like. And I needed to do it within my own four walls. And now I'm unraveling it.
8: Last question. Um, do you think that cuz growing up my my father uh, started a little uh, uh, baseball card trading business <laughs> this is getting oh, good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i have tons of those cars. are garbage they're garbage
0: most likely they are
8: yeah cuz that's
0: unless what it was like supply and demand forward. issues Either. the the fucking 1980 baseball let's start with baseball yeah. 1982 to 2000 and to like, 19, 2000, like to 1999, to Mike Trout time, to like, like all the stuff from like 80 to like 2000 is in a bad place. Kids, Baseball, too much kid. supply, right. not right. enough demand. Right. But like 86, 87 Fleer basketball, gold. Right. Cause it was all, cause basketball's culture now. Like cool. nobody wants a Tony Gwynn rookie card. Right. Nobody wants Wade Boggs, nobody wants that. People want Jordan. Culture. 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 Basketball won, baseball's declining. Then, that was too much supply. It's just supply and demand. Honestly, that's why I understand what's about to happen. I'm really good at supply and demand. And I know that the demand for sports cards is about to really go. Enough to make it move against the supply. Got it?
2: All
0: right. I think basketball's, incre- I think basketball's gonna be incredible. I think China's gonna get involved. And when that happens, just think about Asia's money for Jordan rookies, LeBron rookies, Kobe rookies, Steph rookies, it's about to happen. Global, it's a global sport. And I think the, the sneaker thing with kids, like, you know, like, it, it's cumbersome. These sneaker kids, first of all, you can't get as many Off-Whites and Yeezys and like limited edition Nikes as you want. Even when you were right, you're like, that's gonna be good, like, the, you know, the Fear of God collab is gonna work. So you, you can't get enough inventory Whereas like, if you make a hot take right now on Jason Tatum, and you think he's really gonna be the guy, you can go buy 50,000 rookie cards. You know? Yeah, I think cards are about to explode. I think, I'm really, I'm like, I can't believe it's happening, actually. I heard you say that. The fa- like, my life is getting so weird. I started a wine brand, I'm getting, the car- I'm going backwards, you know? Like. <laughs> I feel like an old man, you know, like my, like, it's what happens. But yeah, no, I think it's going to happen. Marketing, real quick, because I want to bring you value. You you guys do what? Cold calling, direct mail, Google AdWords? Uh,
8: Mostly Google AdWords.
0: I think you should really focus on Facebook.
8: Facebook?
0: The older demo, if you were referring to that, Mm. are you going after older or are you going any house, right?
8: Um, Any
0: house. How are you getting business now?
8: Um, How 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 are you getting business uh, now? it's like a... Word of mouth? Versus home Advisor. Yep. It, so you're,
0: you're, doing, you're in the referral business. Yeah. This is what I hate about services for real life. They all let all these companies that got in, fr- in between Google and them, Home Advisor, Zillow, Open Table in the restaurant world. What's that? And It's, like, it's all the same shit. You need to, that's what happened. Like just to give you a quick punchline of what happened in the world, Google, I was right about Google AdWords. <laughs> I did a nice job and built my dad's liquor store, there were much smarter people than me that built platforms that sat in between Google and the business underneath them. And that's who built huge, huge companies, right? You gotta get out of that. Get out of that. You can't be reliant on somebody who's a toll booth. What if they said the price is double? You're gonna pay. You have no leverage. Right.
8: So I need to get on all these platforms. Whoever's
0: closest to the customer wins. When Amazon raises Prime by 40 bucks next year, you're gonna say thank you so much. When Netflix raises Netflix by six bucks, whoever's closest and bringing the most value to the customer wins. Hmm. You can't be in a referral based business. What you're about a sucker. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that, but you're still in, you're basically in intent based transactional sales mode and I want you to be the authority. You're, you're marketing to a local area. Right. Put out a video every day of how people should be maintaining their homes. I think every service provider should put out content of how, not, that, to, to people on Facebook, of how not to have to use them.
2: Right, right.
0: I believe in she that the most.
8: That
0: I believe it like, the most. Me, yeah. It's my number one thesis. <laughs> I believe in it.
8: And so, Do you
0: know how many mechanics make money on something that? you could have changed a spark plug for. I'll give you a person that would fall for it every time. I have no concept of how a car works. I'm completely baffled by the modern automobile. Just don't know. Give a fuck. i take no like i love when people like my buddies are like you're not a man i'm like fuck you i'm like how much money do you have <laughs> you know like like you know what's the definition of a man you know like cool i don't know how to change my car i'm like i have enough money to have multiple people change it i'll buy a new fucking car <laughs> like it doesn't work i'll buy a new one like you know like you know whatever like everybody has their own skin but like i think you want to build trust hey I, I talked to a roofer friend, I'm like, hey, you need to put out content every day of the stuff people should be doing to maintain their roof so they don't have to pay you 30000 or 8000 you know? And they've been doing it, and it's working.
8: And, and what platform would be best? Facebook. 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 Make content,
0: run ads against people in the neighborhoods that you're trying to reach.
8: Okay. It'll show that's, up in their... It's fe- foreign to me because you're telling me, but I've, never done, I've only done Facebook ads, which translated into Instagram promotion. Okay. You know? Is that what you're talking about, are you nope. talking about
0: actual Facebook? Ads? Facebook ads, ads, on Facebook, where you know exactly what you're saying against who you're saying it to. Give me the, your best town.
8: Um, my best town? Yeah, like,
0: that you do business in. That's uh, the name of the
8: town. Uh, Granada Hills.
0: Great, you make a video. Hey Granada Hills, it's me. I'm servicing a lot of you. I wanna service less of you. Let me explain. So many of you are paying me five, $10,000 to do X, but if you actually spend $130 a month doing this, less of you would need me. That is the single best thing you could ever do for your business. Guys, I learned this from Wine Library TV. This is horrible, do not buy this. I'm selling it. People were watching like what the fuck is this guy up to? I wasn't even sure, I just subconsciously knew that if I was good for the customer, that'd be good for me. It wasn't good for this, we were gonna have a trouble selling this now. But in the macro, I was building a relationship. I'm giving away all my marketing advice for free so you don't have to, like, right? To the point where, look at how meta this is. It's all free, but you're here paying. Trust was built. Then I get even more scared. I'm like, fuck, they're coming, they're paying. We have to make this awesome. <laughs> the stuff that you've, the reason you re- reacted even after seven years of like awesome is like what we've done so far and, you know, like it's valuable. Because you're at a big enough business scale. What was smart about 4Ds was pricing it expensive enough so that people that were coming through weren't hoping and dreaming and it's not a lottery ticket. It means you're far enough along to get a singular piece of advice that can make the arbitrage of $12,000 worth it. Got it? That's how it clicked. Make sense? Okay. Then you make it, a, uh, apologize, then you make it a phone call ad. If you go older, I like the phone ads where you put content but there's a phone number, then they just click it right from there.
8: That's on Facebook, you're saying. So, right on the Facebook ad is a little call, call to action button or something like that. That's right. We'll set out in 15 minutes next week to run
3: through some of this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. So, uh, we actually fired our best phone rep. We actually were about to fire them and they let go of themselves. Best feeling. It was <laughs> a hu-
0: huge missed opportunity for you. Huge. Uh, huge? You didn't make an impact in culture because they left on their terms, not you firing them. Huge miss, I mean it. Give that thought to like everybody else. I know that you don't run the whole company. What if she beat us to it then? She didn't, she won the game. You guys lost. I'm devastated when that happens at Vayner. At Vayner when I'm, like there's people that are fired at Vayner right now in my head but it might take me three and a half months to make it happen for a magnitude of reasons. Occasionally that person will quit and I'm devastated because I wasn't able through my actions to show the rest of the, company that we know that that person wasn't right. Do you
3: tell them that hey I fired this person? Like, People know everything. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: Okay. She got ahead of you guys. She won.
3: Mm-hmm. But even if we like we wanted to let like she was like a cancer
0: Your employees don't know that. They don't believe you.
3: Mm-hmm. And then they're going and saying something to the employees before they leave so
8: it's like
0: a hundred percent. She controlled like, she controlled the narrative. Missed opportunity, but still a good net positive. But it's something to think about. And I know that you don't ball the control. I remember kind of the narrative from the sneaker thing, whatever, but like just that kind of back to like what I'm trying to do here, it's advice for everybody else. It's, it's for people that don't like the fire, it's the double damage. Cause they have the narrative, they control it. I'm out of this fucking, they were to cancer. They know that they're not on point with you. So they got ahead of it. And then they tell everybody, I'm leaving this shit place, this place always sucked, I leave, and they have all the leverage. Yeah, Got it? Right. I know I'm right.
2: right. the alternative of not firing. Correct.
0: And then you have collateral damage.
2: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I fired a real problematic employee as a head cultivator in Hiskey. And uh he was I mean he came over Thanksgiving dinner to my house, like he became a friend. Yep. so
0: hard to fire because I him because he became a first-ball friend. Yeah. He wasn't performing
3: to my company. Yep. Yep.
2: And I like, it's not a different direction. So he just shook his head and walked out. But what he continued to do is he reached out to every retailer that I work with yep. and told them lies about me. Yeah. Oh, and if I hadn't fired him and he'd done that while he was still an employee, mm-hmm. it would have been the double damage. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. You gotta, you gotta always control the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm telling you, it's, like, you, notice how I reacted. It's like one of my most difficult things running this co because sometimes there's reasons not to fire somebody, whether it, I got to transition a client, whether one of the biggest reasons I don't fire clients is I have to build equity with the three or four people around them because they've already been doing cancer and I got to siphon the equity to me before I fire them. Yeah. Example? Sally shit, the, her crew is being manipulated by Sally. I like that crew and there's a lot of great people. I've got to spend two months between me and other managers to build equity with them so they understand Sally's garbage and then you get rid of Sally because if you get rid of Sally before then, they leave too. Or believe the boss knows what's going on. Like it's the most funny thing ever. It's like parents, remember all the shit you thought your parents didn't know, but then you got older and they're like, I fucking knew you were jumping out the window and hooking up with Rick. And you're like, fuck mom, how'd you know? Cause you know. I love when my employees think I don't know. I fucking know everything. No, but right, right Nick? Like, like, like that was like an evolution, right? It's interesting, right? Yeah, you're super on it, but like, Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm that's not your question. Go ahead. No
3: worries. So uh, I'm just, I'm looking for some perspective and strategy in auto. So Agent 2021, uh, I had a good time. Good things and bad things I liked about it. But yes. it got me thinking of more ideas. Good. And I wanted to know, like, so I was like, man, I can build the machine here really well as a company. But then look, we got it. We started interviewing videographers, um, uh, content creators, and I wanted to know, like, when it comes to the best strategy, I don't know the best way to figure out where auto's going. I know there's a few companies, like Carvana, they're like, get rid of dealership. Shift is like a new way to buy inside sell car. So I was like, we'll just be the car buyer. We'll just strictly buy, and we wholesale all our cars. We'll sell them franchise dealerships. But is that just for, like, should I be thinking more of, how can I help everyone in all dealerships? Or, hey, is this, where it's, is this kind of where we should be going down the...
0: Tier 3 auto dealerships are going to be around for minimally another decade because you haven't seen enough transition happen yet. Let's start with that. Transition in like- Meaning like you're not seeing car dealerships close all the time. You're not seeing Ford announce that they're not gonna do tier three anymore. There hasn't been anything that's happened. And even when Ford says, we're gonna not do dealerships anymore, it's gonna take them five years because there's deals in place. So. I think a lot of times people see the future, but don't realize how long it takes. I made that mistake. In 1998, I decided when I came back, we launched in 96, I start running the company in 98 the store, and I decide by the year 2000, it was 18 months. This is what's so funny about being a kid. You think 18 months is like a million years, you know? I'm like by the year 2000, I'll never forget this. I couldn't have been more wrong by the year 2000, everybody will come into my wine store and scan every barcode because I made up that phones would have scanners on them by then uh-huh. and, and they'll know the price of every wine and I'm gonna have to lower the price and be the lowest price on everything because I still to this day don't know when you sell, when you sell a service, you can talk about it from a service standpoint. I still don't know how to explain to somebody if I sell a bottle of wine, why somebody else selling it cheaper, why they should buy it for me. I do not understand and I never did and that's why Wine Library had the best prices on every fucking wine in America when I ran the store because I don't understand what the answer to that question is. Uh, and so I lowered the prices of every single product, crushed our margin, but it never happened. We still don't have it and, and that's, how I, that's how I've gotten good. If you notice, I know a lot of you guys follow, I'm so much more right than everybody else about VR 24 months ago when everybody was talking about it. right? Everybody said, right? Everybody was all freak, getting fired up. And I was like, it's not even close. And here we are 24 months later and still nothing has happened. Not even the beginnings of something. Same thing that's happening with machine learning and AI right now. Everyone's talking about it every day. And I'm like, that's cool. And there's a lot more going on there, but the things that people say it's going to do are 13 years from now. So yes, do I think cars are going direct to consumer? Yes, I do. Do I think it's going to take a decade to three? I do, the end. And I think youngsters who are progressive could get caught on the timing of innovation, got it? I think that you are, because you haven't lived through a couple cycles are gonna see things that are right because you're digitally native, you're younger, you're coming from a different perspective. It's gonna take longer than you think for it to materialize. I believe that online dating was going to be mainstream in 1998. It really probably, I mean Match.com at some level, but like Tinder in 2012, or I'm trying to think now, like it took a long time, but I knew it would happen, but nobody believed me when it happened. It's like sports cards right now. It's already happened. I know it's going to happen. Most people are like looking at me like, oh, you just, because you liked it when you were, like they don't see it yet.
3: Have, so with that, I have all these ideas, but I think that as a company, we need more money to do it. I think we need more capital, so. Fine. What do you, like, I guess, what do you do with that? Like, where do you go?
0: Do you have control?
3: So they are open, what we we've talked about, there's four of us, and we talked about, hey, should we fix everything first and then ask for money, or just ask for money and then go from there?
0: Well, first, can you make money instead of asking for it, or no?
3: Make money. We're, so we're profitable.
0: Can you make more?
3: We can, but so sometimes it gets very tight when it comes to- things. I got so it. Like if the car doesn't sell it- I often, got it. will get really, really <laughs> tight. Yep. Um, and sometimes if you wanna go more, it'll get- if,
0: Look, I think raising capital on your terms and your advantage is a good idea. I don't think that's how it ends up most times. Whoever's asking for the money has less leverage. Right, right. So I'm a big fan of like creating something that has people asking to give you money. Whoever asks first, blinked. That's how I think about that.
7: So many questions. Let's go. Um, all right, so in my building my personal brand, I already speak, um, but I wanna do more speaking. However, I'm a mom of three, and they're, they're it. They're of course, everything. yeah, of course. So,
0: have I, you Have you gotten remarkable at eliminating other things besides yeah. those two things? Yep.
7: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good there. Good. Okay. Um, how do I train from the beginning? Because I feel like this is a beginning for me. um, Anyone who reaches out to me about a speaking engagement, that I can bring just as much value from my cute pink velvet couch in my office, ring light, whatever. No.
0: That's what you want. It's not what they want.
7: Okay. I mean. There's nothing I can do to make that nope. possible.
0: I do not believe so. I close people paying me $185,000 to give a speech 8,000 times easier than I, pay, than I close people paying me $35,000 to simulcast it. Okay. And that's consistent for everybody. It's experience. So I'll just have to put off
7: Traveling so much because I can't do it I won't do
0: it there's another thing yeah charge more okay. right now you may be in the like that like if you're willing to not travel, you now have leverage so this is like it's, you shouldn't say no you should ask for a remarkable amount more than you're accustomed to now that's what I did when I when I started building Vaynermedia, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay now I'm going to build Vaynermedia Jess were you there? Did you, were you there before I was kind of day to day CEO or you came right as I was kind of there? Yeah, so like th- what's really interesting is, you know, you might have saw like VaynerMedia I guess because we formed the LLC on April 15th even though AJ wasn't out of school yet, turned 10. But for me it's always eight because I really didn't operate this business the first two years because I was busy with Wine Library. I was really still really running that and then I'd written Crush It and the whole Gary Vee thing was starting. Um, and so when I decided in September 2011 to run VaynerMedia for real, to actually be the CEO, I didn't want to speak as much because I wanted to build a business. So I moved my fee from 5000 to 15000 And what ended up happening was it was awesome because okay, a bunch of people said go fuck yourself, you think you're a big shot, right? And that was fine, but some people said yes, and I was like really, okay, amazing. <laughs> and so like, I don't know what you're charging now, but if you're willing not to travel because you gotta be home more and whatever, you're gonna find a new remarkable thing which is you might be able to get more. Okay. Okay. That was like one of the great, I'll never forget that year where like, the year prior I spoke like 11 or 15 or 22 times and the next year I spoke like seven but made the same money. That was a really powerful moment. Now, I had momentum, I was like, you know, it's, it's a marketplace, right. you know? But yes, I mean as fact, Anytime somebody says I'm looking to become a speaker, I'm always like, speak as much as you can for as free as much as you can. I mean, look, you've got your life. And like, I think it's really hard. I have a lot of, it's really hard for everybody, but double, I have double empathy for, you know, a mom because I think there's just inherent like, you birthed this human kind of thing. I think there's, and there's social and the way, you know, social pressures and how you grew up and ideologies of your grandmother's grandmother that trickle down um, it's hard to balance to begin with, but yeah.
7: but, but I can it's do it. better than I can having terminal it. cancer. Right, right. You know, it's, <laughs> that's,
0: but it it definitely feels like that. You know, it's easy for you, like it's fun to pontificate. You're really thrilled right now that you do not have terminal cancer, and like that's where I always go. Like like you know like like hey, it sucks that maybe you like that you can't go 150% on the business because you have you know, parenting obligations and wants and needs and ambitions. You could have been bo- born in Cambodia like, and not had the same opportunities you had being a white woman in America. Like, I'm always playing the, this pisses me off, but I can spend the rest of my life talking about all the things that are worse. And I, I do believe in that perspective, because you'll get crippled otherwise. Yeah. You know? I
7: appreciate you recognizing the, that though. A- I believe that.
0: Like, I think it's, I hate when dudes are like, it's the same, like, it's the least same thing of all time. It
7: is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm ready to start my pillar content. Good. And the trickle down, which podcast? I'm really excited about. Vogue? What are you thinking? I'm not sure. So I, I'm good. So, camera is where I've shine. been my whole life. Yeah. So, it's, good. it's what I do. And I feel like I can deliver my message um, just differently than a lot of people, so I wanna start with video.
0: I, I'm a big fan of videoing a podcast.
7: Me too, okay, good, good. This is, what, this is what I was thinking the other day, that's
0: great. I'm a big fan of it, okay. you get both. Yeah. Film the podcast, and you, we've all seen it, right? Like Imus Sports Radio does it, Mike and Mike, like you see it on cable TV. It's a radio show being filmed, which means it's a TV show. It, it's exactly the same for us.
7: I think my strength though comes from the training aspect, that's just kind of what you do. So it's sound bites, it is So you
0: should, you should do a Q and A show. Okay. Watch what I do, not what I say. When I came back and seven years, what are we in 19, okay. Yeah. so you know this, like my career has a really funny moment in it, which is when I went double down on Vayner. Like 2000, September 2011 to like 13, 14, I was pretty quiet for me on the internet. There's very little, like, there's only the, if you look at it, there's only like the keynotes, there's like a couple things. Like I was very quiet. And then when I came back, I was more self-aware, and what did I start? The Ask Gary B Show. I mean, I, I, sometimes when I talk to Caleb or anybody on my team, like, you know, I'm the breakout personality in the business space in this last couple years while actively being a CEO and CEO of a massive company. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to them, like, could you imagine if I was just Gary Vee? Like every morning I would do a fucking morning show from like 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. just Q&A and would like take, you think I'm penetrating all the channels now? It'd be over. I would do it every day. It's my favorite thing to do. Tea with Gary B. You know, like nice glass of tea, just put them on, call me. Boom, 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 boom. Clip, 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 distribute, distribute. Every day. Look how pumped we get when we do. One of the reasons I did 4Ds was for the fucking, what did I just say? The firing? is, the, like, I don't know. Like it's fucking good. I can't, I can't wait for that piece of content. Oh, the default knowing or guessing, no. Like that fucking thing's gonna kill on LinkedIn. That's two million in the bank. <laughs> But I need to be asked. Yeah. It's hard to like self-start. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not, I apologize. I'm really great at self-starting, that's why I was good. It's just, I'm only am gonna say the same things that I believe in. The only yeah. time I do new shit is when I'm asked. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I started, and if you know that about yourself, make it a Q&A show. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which
7: is so much fun.
0: So fun, especially when you stay in your, the biggest thing I'll tell you is just stay in your lane. I think a lot of people when they start Q&A have a sense of like, I'm an expert and I should have an answer for this. Like, it happened uh, yesterday, I don't know, right? What was that? I was pumped. I don't know, nonetheless, I was super pumped to tell them, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I love that.
2: I attended a q with my photography before this and no questions. I didn't have enough engagement yet, so there's a certain time that you wanna start and launch a Q&A.
0: I'll give you a good one though. If like nobody knows, for people out there who wanna start a Q&A show that nobody knows in the world, let's say you want to, go to Twitter, search terms, find questions that people are actually asking the ethos and answer them. By the way, by the way, that is the actual origin story of Gary V. Nobody in the world knew who I was when I started Wine Library TV. I went on Twitter, searched wine terms and answered questions. Because I knew what I was talking about about wine, nobody knew that I knew. So you can literally if you like you should go watch an old ask Gary v. I clipped the make the image from the question on Twitter, but you could do that with somebody not asking you the question. Right? John and Albuquerque asked, not me, but the world, so I'll answer it. What should I do when my, you know? What else? How much time do I have? Uh, officially
7: 10.
0: 10 more minutes? We
7: do five and then picture. Okay, anything else? This is nothing, just my brand. Good, anyway. of course. Okay. So I just read, Titan, no, you were in a you ass in a book. Mentors, oh, tribe, uh, of mentors. Tribe, tw- no, tribe of mentors. No, tribe of mentors. Ferris or Godin? Ferris. I think it was
0: Ferris. Titans, right? No, 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 no. Oh, there's two? Two different ones. Okay. Well, Timmy's there. a fucking beast. He just writes. Me,
7: let me tell you what you said. You said you had someone <laughs> that travels with you, that does personal training. Yes. And then body work.
0: Yes. Oh, soft tissue work. Okay. I'm, how, do, I'm doing okay. it right now. Okay. I don't so know if how you how notice I, what I'm doing. I'm literally. Do, this, thing. I'm literally doing it right now.
7: So I want to know because I just <laughs> entered this. I'm literally roll. doing it right now. <laughs> Tell me what it does. Because this, this has been brought to my attention. Okay. I feel like I need it. So I don't,
0: I don't really know. <laughs> but here's what I know. If you continuously rub with a ball, with your fist, with a fork, on this, like, there is a soft tissue, there's a fascia that is built up. I have it so bad right here. So I hurt my back when I was a kid in the liquor store and so what ended up happening was subconsciously, and I can see it in old videos, I would do this. And what happened was that became my actual posture. And in that slight bend, there's just a lot of gunk built up here. And as I've learned to like stretch out, it's still here, I mean this fucking hurt. And when I tell you some of, here's the craziest part about this game. Right now, if like, I'm gonna show you. Sorry. I know this is. But you have this, you have, you have this. Look at this. Like I have to go, like I'm like literally bruising. Like it's, what you don't know, what you don't know is how crazy this is. Here's why. I've now been on this for like three years and I've only discovered that I have more tissue stuff to do around my like, IT band here three weeks ago. And I'm like poking and prodding constantly and you don't even, your brain, doesn't want you to touch it. Yeah. This is real. Your brain is keeping you away from it. It's this crazy game. Like I feel like I could. Like Jor. I wish Jordan was here. You're almost playing against yourself. You don't even realize it's happening. But like, there's literally places in your body right now where you have like fascia and like soft tissue issues that you have no idea that's happening. And the second you hit it, it like blows your mind.
8: It's like your like like pso,
0: like psoas. Oh, my psoas. Dude, first of all, everything was fucked up on me when yeah. I started. Yeah. All of it. All of it. The psoas is nuts. The first, you know where it started? My adductor. Right? My, the first thing that ever happened, Jordan's very good at soft tissue work and he did it for baseball players because they get a lot of gunky stuff. With and I was doing something and he's like, hey, and, he t- and I almost jumped out of the gym. You have to understand, you're so, it's right here. It's right here, right? It's like in place. It's not like some weird, right? It's right here. I have no idea what he's talking about. He goes, huh. I go, Phew. like it was so fucked up, so tight. Anyway, you know, like there's a stick that he has that's the best, the blue ball, like all this shit. Like it's changed my life. Here's why. Actually, I'm gonna show you guys. I think I have a picture of it. This is so crazy to me. God, I really hope I have this. I gotta show you something that is almost uncomfortably ridiculous. Fuck. Um, I'm gonna show you a picture. Yep, here we go. God, I'm so hopeful that I have it. Okay, here we go. Is this this
2: picture everything? Yes, I showed it to you.
0: What? Really? You have it? I think I might have it. I mean, you really have everything. Guys, when I tell you, that I'm so passionate about you guys doing this, it's, it changed my life. Let me tell you how, I sleep better, when I travel I feel better, I feel better just second to second, way more than losing weight, way more than having muscles. It's changed the way I actually walk and maneuver around life. And Like you don't even, it's what, I'm so in tune with myself and all this stuff, but I gotta tell you, it's a, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It is, shit, I don't have it. Um, you have, you're finding it? I'll find it. Text Jordan real quick. He'll text it to you. It's something I, I just found the one, oh, dude, dude it's so crazy, guys. This hurts so, like, I'm barely touching in between two ribs right now. Anyway, it like, oh God, like it, so QL, I don't know how educated people are on this shit. I don't even know if I'm using the right word, but there's a QL muscle right here and I'm like, it's still bothering me. Like anyway, here was what he's looking for. You're gonna see a picture of me when Jordan really figured out the biggest issue, which was my QL, I had to do this. And he said, okay, turn your legs like this, put your hand here and now I want you to do this and I want you to go this way and what you'll see in the picture is i go like this far and i wasn't even able to keep this hand free i used it to brace and my face looks like this and now what i'm able to you know like like really able to go and i can have my but like this whole thing was so tight that i wasn't able to even move like i'm not joking like i really can't wait for you guys to see it it's 1 year exactly apart I literally was like this. <laughs> like, like, and what's crazy is you don't even know it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you don't even know that's because it becomes your norm. It just, oh man, you found it? Can you throw it? You're going to throw it up here? I'm so pumped right now.
1: <laughs> Does this tissue work have a specific name? Yes. Yeah. It's called,
7: col- yes. Yes. Structural integrative. Oh.
0: Hold on. Dude, I'm so fucked up still in my QL. Fuck, it hurts.
7: I'll get it, I'll
3: get it.
7: This
0: new spot is just <laughs> not. Dude, I'm so pumped to see this. You got it? Yeah.
3: Can we ask you a question while you're Yes, talking? 100%. Do you ever feel like you get, like, too famous, or like, it's just like. Look at this. Long?
0: Hold on, can you zoom, can you, can you, can, does oh, wow. it work like that? Guys, oh, well, yep. this is, look at this. <laughs> this is me with all my might trying to go to the left. I'm going nowhere. Hand support, dead. <laughs> one year later? <laughs>
8: is, that, is that what the human garage? What's that? Is that what the human garage? Did you go with them? The human garage? I don't know. What's that? It's just like some people out of Venice, they work on your fashion.
3: they. No, uh, it's just uh, training. No, right. this
0: is just. But, but like, one more time, like, scroll it. Like, like, throw, think about that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's big. Here's that. And big. like, what you don't
0: know what that actually means is things like, I got one. Um, When I now go for something, like I used to do this. Oh, actually, here's a good one. Because how fucked up I was left to right, when Jordan was like pick up a weight and like right hand weight over here, I would just do this. But when he was like pick up that weight, I would do this. Mm -hmm. I had no range. Like I used to, uh, I have to like, I mandate to be on the left side of of the airplane because when I would be on the right side and try to sleep, this wouldn't stretch. Like crazy shit that you would never think about. Like just, it's, it changed my life. Another thing that's about to change my life is I, I'm gonna send you this. Dio, I want you to put this up. This is gonna segue to my next thing. Uh, do I ever think I'm getting too famous?
3: Yeah, like does it get too much to handle like people like stopping you? Like, yeah. You're like okay I should stop this I won't. St- I can't stop it. Can't.
0: I like it too much. Like like it's it's the good outweighs the bad. And not about and not about the selfishness of like I like being famous. It's that I feel too good when I'm changing somebody's life. I can't replicate the high of somebody emailing me and saying I was abused. Guys, you don't know what I get.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. What are those?
0: I have bought 43, so listen to my hot take on this. (laughs) I believe that this is the number one underpriced card in the world. Now, you guys all know, I hate Michael Jordan more than breathing. I've never worn a pair of Jordans, I hate them, but this is the number one underpriced product in the world right now. This is a Michael Jordan rookie sticker card, not the regular card. The regular card's 5,000 when it's graded a nine like this. This is how they grade them. They put them in cases and then they give them a, you can see the nine there. Ten is the best, nine. This, this card is selling for like a thousand. I started buying them a couple months ago when they were 700, but I'm like driving up the price because it's just drying up. But I think this card should be worth just as much as the regular $6,000 one because there's just as many made of this as the regular one. And these are even harder to get good grades because the stickers were even more awkward. So I'm gonna buy them all that I can, there's still, I mean, I have 67 or 47. I'm gonna try to buy 500. There's probably hundreds of thousands. And then I'm gonna tell my whole community to go and buy them. And then I'm gonna educate people on why in supply and demand, normal non-emotion, this should equally be worth $6,000. And I think it'll then go to $6,000. Can I
7: buy one?
0: Yep, <laughs> you can go on eBay. and you should. Honestly, this is, you know what, back to like, you know, my, my whole game of like, people have no money and i'm trying to get them to get $1000 by flipping $1 to this. This whole sports card thing, the reason i'm most passionate, the number one question i have that i do not know how to answer, which pisses me off, is hey Gary, i have $18,000, how should i invest it? It's a tricky number. Like, you know, like what real estate do you buy? Like Facebook, Netflix stock, like ugh, it's, you know, this. I really think that cards are gonna go up so much and be so liquid that a lot of people, if they're really smart, and I'm gonna tell them what to buy after I buy a little for myself, uh, are gonna be able to turn 18s into 100s. I think somebody can easily, easily. It's scary to me how realistic turning 18,000 to 100,000 sports cards will be over the next 18 months. I really believe that.
8: I have one of those Michael Jordan 24 karat gold. Garbage. No no, listen. I have unlimited have
0: so I have bro, I have so much garbage. Everything everything you have like mo- everything's garbage in that. Like garbage. Yeah. But like
4: awesome. I heard you mention about the Akim Alajowan. buying that a longer term? That's a 30-year
0: play. I'm buying up all Akeems cuz I think Africa culture is going to be like a major I think China's going to be China and Africa Africa's the next continent to blow up, and I think African culture and like basketball is global. And Joel Embiid in Africa and Africa and Akeem's a great one. Like, yeah, I, I be- very simply I believe in 34 years that I will sell a ton of my Akeem and rookie cards that I'm buying for 200 bucks now to African businessmen and women for 4,000.
8: Why do you think it's becoming so big? Because the kids are getting back into it. The, 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 the new generation. Three things.
0: One. I think that 43 year olds are now at an age where they have six and seven year olds that are into it and we're playing the nostalgia play, the same reason G.I. Joe and Strawberry Shortcake reboot every 30 years. This is what we always do. We want our kids to do what we did, it's like a thing. Two, sneaker flipping. All these 16, 17, 18 year old hucksters, hustlers like me are in sneaker flipping but they can't get enough supply. Like when they're right, They have to wait online, buy one pair and make 600 bucks. When you're right about Jordan or Giannis or Steph Curry, you can buy 40,000 of them. So it's the graduation step to the kids that are doing sneakers for the flip. Three, gambling. There's going to be Zion cards One of the things that's happening in sports cards now is you can get one of one, like it's the only card like that in the world, signature cards, pieces of the jersey, limited edition stuff, supply and demand. There's only 25 of these Zions in the world. There's only 25. There was a billion Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards. Got it? So, soon, once people actually understand what's happening with sports cards, there's gonna be a knowledge base, even like people in my office, just life, that you can go into a card store or, Walmart, buy an $8 pack of Prism basketball and you could pull a $40,000 Zion rookie. And unlike a lottery ticket, you could pull out the regular Zion that's worth 25. So gambling. And because of daily fantasy and gambling, people watch more sports when they care. So one of the things people will do is like, if you think like I do, like De'Aaron jo- Fox is gonna be a very good basketball player, like next, I'm buying up a ton of De'Aaron Fox rookie cards right now, cause I think he's like very good. And next year, I'm actually gonna care what the Sacramento Kings are doing every night. Cause I have financial vested interest and De'Aaron Fox is going from 14 bucks that I'm buying him now to 40 bucks. Five minutes ago, I could care less if Luka Donich got hurt or Dallas did well, I've bought I'm buying 700 Luka rookie cards for next year and so now I care. People like to do things to make them care about things. That's why they bet. It's not just trying to make money, it's that you all of a sudden care to watch that playoff game tonight. It enhances the experience. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world and I mean the world. If you could go and leave a rating on iTunes, your word of mouth is my oxygen.